Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. The Milky's Softies nursing pads are three pairs of soft, absorbent, and reusable nursing pads to protect against leaks. But we will hear more from our sponsor later. You can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page and see all of our sponsors. And see if you can give them any of your business if you need anything, because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address, and we will send episodes straight to your inbox every week. Also, check out our shop page and all of our cool merch. And we are still holding our ongoing giveaway of reviews that are left around the internet. I just and ordered more stickers. So oh, you did? Wow. I did. So yeah. people are doing it. Absolutely. You, know, you won't be the only one. And uh, I did talk to somebody the other day who told me that she had her Badass Breastfeeding Podcast Tumblr that she walks around with and her tank top. And oh, cool. I know. So she's got her merch. So, <laughs> all right. That's awesome. I know. Uh, so, yeah, take a screenshot wherever it is. If you can leave stars or a review or something, uh, take a screenshot, send it to Badass Breastfeeding Podcast at gmail.com. And Diane will send you stickers and some thank you for nursing in public cards. And uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. It is fun to send them out. So we had one from yeah. um, Belgium the other day. Oh, so, my God. Wow. I know. Yeah. So that was cool because I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know quite how to send this. So I got to go into the post office for that one. Yeah. That was good to go in. I know. Well, now Diane has our review of the week. I do have our review of the week. Let me pull it up. Oh, I just closed my computer and I was like, wait a minute, what happened? But nothing did. So <laughs> me with my technical stuff again. So, you know, disregard. It's totally fine over here. And this comes from a listener who says she can't get enough. I've been binge listening to this podcast for quite a while now. It's my favorite. Very informative, trustworthy information shared in a lighthearted, transparent way. I've recommended many episodes to numerous other breastfeeding mothers, too. I can't get enough of this podcast. Thank you so much for sharing it. That is huge to us that you are like, and we have a lot of people that say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I share it with other, you know, mothers that I know that are pregnant or other people that are, you know, breastfeeding their babies. That makes a huge difference because I wish somebody had like shared some information with me, like good information yeah. or good resources with me when I was with my kids, breastfeeding my kids. And, you know, I just didn't have that. So thank you so much for thinking of others and for sharing us with them. Yeah. And especially just being out there, like combating that terrible information that people are likely picking up. Yeah, exactly. So today, so heavy, today heavy stuff. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah, today we're talking about emotions. And this came from a message that that you got. Yes, it did. So I'm going to read it. Um, a message from somebody that I have been in contact with since she first had her baby. And it was her second baby and breastfeeding was not successful with her first. And she is super successful this time around. Um. Thanks to a lot of support, you know, not just me, but, you know, just support that she's garnered along the way and education and things like that. And she had had some questions because her baby is almost a year now and like going towards that weaning process, right? Like so many feels when yeah. it comes to that. 
And she just said, I'm, you know, so she had messaged me with a couple of questions. She was worried her baby wasn't, you know, eating enough because she's super busy. And, you know, you know how babies get at that age. They're just busy and not nursing much and eating a little bit more solids. And, you know, so she just wasn't sure what the norm was. Not like there is a norm, but, you know. Right. (laughs) Said, I'm just super emotional. This is my last baby and my only baby to nurse for an extended period of time. I need to be emotionally stable myself in order to help others. Thank you. Thanks for being a source of encouragement. And I told her that, you know, the emotional stuff is really hard. You don't expect it. You don't, you just don't expect to feel so emotional about it. And I think it really, that just says so much because we don't, right? We're just kind of going along with this process. You're kind of like, okay, this is what you do. You have a baby, you breastfeed them, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then you don't realize how emotional you are about everything. You're emotional if it doesn't work. You're emotional if it works. You're emotional if it's, you know, too much for you. If it feels like it's too much, if they're starting to wean, if they're not weaning, if they're, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if like, and it's all over the place. It's so just everywhere. And I I don't, like, I think it really catches a lot of people off guard. Yeah, that you can have such extreme positive and negative emotions happening all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody, because we, we, um, we put this out to the internet and um, people were chiming in on emotions they were feeling. And um, I really love what um, somebody said on Instagram and she was like, she, it starts out with fuck. Uh, <laughs> so many anger, wonder, love, sadness, bliss, joy, you name it. I felt it. It's a roller coaster. The only kind I would voluntarily do. Oh, you know, it's it's so true. It's like, it's so emotional. It's so hard. It's such a, it's like the most profound like change and thing you can do. And then we just like do it over and over again. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with us? <laughs> I know. Somebody on, somebody on mine said 100% emotional guilt, responsibility, responsibility. That's a, like, that's one that usually doesn't get thrown in there, which is huge because it is all your responsibility like you feel like you're the one that's responsible you're responsible if it works you're responsible if it don't doesn't work it's just not works but you know what i mean um yeah guilt responsibility hate love anger resentment exhaustion not knowing how to stop or if it was okay for me to stop and that's another thing too like you get and we talk to people all the time i mean i both that i want to wean i'm not sure about weaning I think we're getting towards weaning, but I don't know how I feel about that. And I kind of want to wean, but I feel so emotional about it, even though I feel like I'm ready. Um, that I think is very, very hard on, on parents that are breastfeeding because you do get that. Like, I feel like I want to wean. I want my body back. I want, you know, to feel more like normal in quotes, but, um, then you go, but I feel guilty for not, for wanting to wean. I feel guilty for wanting to do that. Um, And then, you know, I've, I've had people that tell me like breastfeeding is a struggle. Like maybe there's, you know, the baby's not gaining well, or there's lots of pain or, you know, there um, maybe there's, you know, ties or something like that. And I've had a lot of parents say to me, I feel like I'm being selfish because I want it to work. And it's like, no, you're, you're not. This is what is supposed to be happening for your baby. This is what your baby wants. This is what your baby needs. There's no selfish here at all. But we feel like that. Like we feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm doing this for yeah. me. 
feel like I'm keeping this going for me. And yeah, because people say that too. Mm-hmm. Like they oh, do. You, at this point, it's just for you know your own needs. It's not not your babies. They don't need it anymore. What the hell does that mean? Even <laughs> I don't. I mean, like, like I, I think it's funny because like latching on is actually like a latch is quite a complicated m- maneuver. You know, it's it's a complicated like bodily function that you know they have to learn and. Like, you can't make them do that. No. It's not, like, there's no way to, like, f- make a child latch onto your breast. There's no, you can't do that. No. No, So, like, if they're doing it, they want to, because they're not going to do things they don't want to do. They're babies. <laughs> they're not manipulating you. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah, they don't, they don't know, know how to, like, cha- change how they act to make you happy. They, they don't know that yet. At some point, they'll know, but not now. Yeah, not, not yet. And then they'll forget again when they become teenagers. <laughs> So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Do you want to read one of yours? I have a couple good ones on here, but uh, yeah, um, I think yeah. I mean, I could, this is this one one woman. She says, um, "I get demur." Oh yeah, um, I got that on mine she, too. Yeah, and she says, "So I feel like I want to kill myself sometimes during letdown." Um, and I think that's something that we should talk about too. Is that sometimes people the you know the negative emotions that you're having. I mean, demur is something that we could talk about Mm -hmm. um, what that is. But sometimes the negative emotions can be so extreme that we feel like something's wrong with us. But like, these are things that happen to people. And it's not just happening to you. Like, it's people can have these thoughts. And I mean, something like that, if you're afraid of these thoughts and you feel like these thoughts are, you know, there's something that you might act on, obviously, we need to get some intervention. Um, here, but don't feel like you're the only one because that can feel really scary. Mm-hmm. That could be really scary. That can be, oh my God, how am I, how am I actually feeling this? This is scary. Um, but it happens. There's no such thing as an emotion that's like abnormal. No, and the only thing that would be abnormal is not having emotions. Yeah, that's That abnormal. would be weird. But there's so many hormonal aspects to nursing a yeah, baby yeah. and to mm-hmm. having a baby so much so much hormonal surges and changes and yeah. fluctuations um that it is normal to feel these feels but i think it's just so then you get so frustrated because it's like you can't control any of it and you don't know like these you know you're you could be feeling it different things all throughout the same day too the same hour even just being like so frustrated with being ha- having to be the one to feed your baby all the time and nobody else has a, any kind of responsibility towards your baby like you do but then you go to nurse your baby and you're like oh look at this lovely baby and he's so sweet and snuggly and like it then you change, you know, and it's just, these surges are just unbelievable sometimes that you can just get overwhelmed even just with that. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Crazy. Uh, What do you you have some to read? Yeah, I have some good ones. Um, So I do have one that, uh, where is she? Oh, she said, yes, it's bloody hard. At the time, I called Breastfeeding Australia and received no help other than go see a doctor. You might have postpartum depression. Yes, but two separate issues likely feeding each other. Thankful for girlfriends who got me through. And this is a really good point. Like you can have postpartum depression or postpartum mood disorders, but you can also have like some emotional stuff that's just a normal part of the feeding process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and we also live in a culture, especially, well, I don't know. I don't know about other cultures, but I know about like the Western world. Emotions are not, they're not really accepted. You know, if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're feeling emotional, if you're, you know, you're, you're kind of encouraged not to share that or, or just to share the positive emotions. Uh, And so that can be really hard to navigate as well. Yeah. We squish a lot down. You're just not allowed to say it or you feel like you don't have anyone to listen to you. Or if people do, and then people, people are like, well, then if that's, well, then just wean. Mm -hmm. Just wean if that's what's happening. And this is another situation too. I know we talk a lot about how, you know, there's the medical profession um, doesn't understand a lot about breastfeeding and family members and friends and society, you know, don't understand a lot about breastfeeding. And you hear things like, oh, you know, just wean or, um, you know, why are you doing this? And if you're not happy, then stop breastfeeding or, you know, whatever, just not understanding it. And then you do go to look for help and you get a response like, oh, call your doctor. You probably have postpartum depression. It's like, maybe you just don't understand what's going on. Maybe it's, you know, like we yeah. look for help from people that don't get it and then they point you in the wrong direction because people don't understand how how important this could be to you. I had somebody the other day, oh my God, she was hilarious. She was like struggling a lot with breastfeeding and her partner, of course, didn't really, you know, is supportive. And we hear this all the time. They're supportive, but they're just like, I, just give a bottle. What are you, why are you going through this? Yeah. Why are you putting yourself through this? And I did say to somebody else, cause I've had this come up a lot recently. Um, you know, it, they just want you to, they don't mean anything by it, right? Like partners yeah. don't mean anything negative by it, but they have a hard time watching you struggle and right. want to just kind of like help you feel better. And the only way they know how to do that is to be like, well, you know, why are you struggling? Just kind of like, trying to give you a, a reason to say, okay, I'm just going to give bottles and that's going to be it. And she said to him, she said, this is, she goes, you don't understand. Like I'm supposed to be able to do this. This would be like you not being able to get an erection. She told him. <laughs> oh like, yeah. She's like, cause this yeah. is something that I'm supposed to be able to do yeah. as a new mother and I can't do it. And you know, so it, it would be like you not being able to get an erection. How would you feel? You know, and I was like, wow. That's that a really good, good point. Let's put it's, it into the to terms the other person can understand. Right. And, you know, and it is, she's right. Like, this is when you feel like this is something that you're supposed to be doing. And even, and I tell people all the time, even when things are going well, it's not easy. Be, and a lot of it is because of the emotions and because of the feels and because of all that stuff that goes along with it. Yeah. And partners are like not, I feel like, cause you, you, you know, you find a partner and you, you know, you're living your life and you're doing all these things together and then you're trying to have a baby together. And all of that like requires you're all, you're, you're both kind of going through the same thing. You're both doing the same, you're doing the same, you're feeling the same. Maybe you're just going through the same thing. And then when you actually have the baby and then, oh no, my dog, you're, you start, um, you're pregnant now. But your partner's not. And so now you start going off on these two completely different roads. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have the baby and your partner's just standing there watching, feeling helpless. Yeah. And then you're feeding a baby. Now you're just, and then you're going through the hormonal stuff. You're going through the like 
the whole identity transition, which partners not don't necessarily go through as intensely. Um, and you, then the feeding and, and now you're just going through co- completely different things. Even if your partner is like super supportive, they're, they're not going through what you're going through anymore. Right. And, and there's like, no way for them to intense. get that. No, they can't. And they can't know. No. And it's, it's, people think like I'm being rude when I say that sometimes it's like, no, this is a, this baby was literally attached to your body. There's no way they could even fathom the emotions that go along with this. Mm -mm. No, and partners go through their own thing too, but it's different Mm -hmm. than what you go through when you grow a baby, birth a baby, and then you're feeding a baby. It's just different. And we might not understand what they're going through. So, I mean, and we, I don't know, I, me personally, I'd be like, whatever to your feelings, which is not the right thing to, you know, like, (laughs) not right to say, but I'm like, you don't, you know, I'm going through a lot myself and then, you know, they're going through their own thing. And it's like, my thing's more important. I got a baby attached to my stuff, but. Well, and I think that, but I, I do think that that's one of the things that they do go through is the fact that they're kind of just standing there on the sidelines and they're now they're, you know, they were like, they, they were the center of it, you know, for a long time. And then as soon as you get pregnant, then they're just kind of standing there Mm -hmm. watching you go through labor. Like I remember that was really hard for my husband was watching me like go through this otherworldly like thing and just stand there. It's really hard for them. He couldn't, there was nothing he could do. And then if, you know, when there's trauma, it's really hard. It's really hard. And the partners go through their own, um, like there is such a thing as, you know, postpartum mood disorders for partners. And that is something that is completely ignored. I feel like, like we're just expect them to just pick up the pieces and, you know, be the rock. And that's a lot of pressure on a partner that doesn't know what to do with their feelings on a regular day. (laughs) <laughs> which is a lot yeah. of people. So yeah, yeah. Should we should we take about- a break and then, and then yeah. that's enough about partners because yeah. back to the, back to the main people. Yes. The main people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven health. Leaking can be a constant struggle that some parents deal with, especially in those early months. Leaking through your shirt is not another hassle you want to be dealing with, and those disposable nursing pads add up in cost and garbage and work about as well as the time I rolled up toilet paper and stuck it in my bra, which is what I did one time when we were out and I started leaking and I didn't have anything, and I put toilet paper in there, and that didn't work. The Milky Softies nursing pads, however, are designed to keep you dry and comfortable. These pads are three layers, a natural fiber layer that lays against your skin that wicks moisture away and is soft enough to wear even with sore nipples. Then an inner ultra absorbent layer and finally a microbe leak resistant layer on the outside. The Milky's Softies nursing pads uh, are contoured to your body so that it doesn't feel or look bulky in your bra. The box comes with three pairs of these reusable and machine washable nursing pads. Check out the Milky's Softies nursing pads at fairhavenhealth.com. That's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health.com and use code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And today's sponsor, as well as that promo code, can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com or wherever you're listening from. But also at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll find all of our other episodes. Actually, you'll find that where you're listening to as well. 
Um, however, you won't find information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Although I'm lying about that because that is in the notes under wherever you're listening from. If you oh, yeah, find all true. the notes and all yeah. the things in there. Um, yeah, that's true. Read the show go notes. to freshmaningpodcast.com because we made that website and, and it, <laughs> it's there. <laughs> visit those, you can visit the shop page there if you want because that's not anywhere else. Uh, and um, yeah. Okay. Now we'll get back to uh, more on emotions. emotions. We have a lot to talk about. Yes. Okay. I can read this from Julie. Julie yeah. says, I've breastfed all my all of my three children, but my first felt like a failure and just another way I didn't feel capable of looking after my baby. She wouldn't latch at all, so I expressed for six, six months. I was stressed. She picked up on it, and it was tough, tough time until I had to go back to work and decided that it was that I wasn't doing that what I was doing wasn't enough or sustainable. Then I had the sadness that comes with stopping and the fear I wasn't giving her the best. Next time was a ama- next. Time was amazing, fed for nine and a half months. It was empowering, exhausting, but not stressful like my first. And the last I fed until she was nearly five. She self-weaned and we both thrived, uh, though I did start to feel a little trapped as I always had to consider when she needed feeding. So every single emotion plus being asked when I was going to stop because surely she was too old to be fed. Yeah, so... She had yeah, lots and, of stuff. And yeah, they did. Yeah, and they're and it's true that it's um different. It's going to be different with all different of your children, and and a lot of it comes to with like your experience, pregnant, your birth experience. Um, it can all lead into all these feelings about that you're having about breastfeeding. Yeah, I've got. Should I read more? Oh, go um, ahead. Let me read these two. I'm going to read these two in a row because they kind of go together. Um. One person said, you know, so emotional. It's been a rough journey that has really only just begun four months postpartum. And I feel like I've been at this a year at least. I'm determined to do this my way and make sure baby gets absolutely every drop of breast milk possible. It's been extremely rewarding and exhausting all at once. I've never had such a love-hate relationship with any other activity. I love that because it's true. Yeah, It is true. Baby boy deserves all of the effort though. And then somebody re- somebody responded with, girl, same, three months postpartum tomorrow, and the struggle this time is real. First time I struggled in the very beginning, she was a great nurser. This peanut is not. Gives me so much anxiety. I refuse to give up. It is exhausting. This peanut deserves a whole year of nursing like my other daughter, or like my older daughter. And that's kind of how I felt with the twins. I was like, okay, I breastfed one kid for over a year, and how can I just not do that with the other? Like, how could I just not, you know, Mm -hmm. and that was one of my driving forces with the twins. Well, that people saying that I couldn't do it, but the, um, one of the driving forces really was like, how, how do you just breastfeed one kid and not the other? I just didn't feel like that was, I I couldn't do that. Um, and that's kind of what, you know, what I thought of when I read this, but the whole, like, it's such a love hate. It's absolutely a love hate relationship. That's a great way to describe it because I know that's uh-huh. how I felt a lot of the time too. That's like it's the ultimate love hate relationship. Mm-hmm. The ultimate. Yep. Jesse agrees. <laughs> um, and then somebody mentions that they had a nursing aversion, which is um, something that can add all kinds of other emotions and guilt and mm. all of that as well. Um. 
So I can just read through. Why don't I read through a bunch? And oh my God. Okay. I'm just going to read through a bunch. Trisha says strong sense of protection. Oh, um, I like what Madeline says. She says all of them. <laughs> she experienced every single emotion, which is true. I, as a therapist in my office, I had one of those like feelings posters and it had like all the feelings, you know, or a whole bunch of feelings. And, you know, people come in I mean, how are you feeling today? And somebody will look up there and like, you know, sort through and see which ones they connect with. Um, but I feel like that's what like breastfeeding is or being a parent, just being yeah. a parent. It's just like that whole entire poster. Just get that all tattooed at, on my body. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can just like point to what you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Amy says, I think that everyone has had every single possible emotion come up. Uh, another one says calm and joy. Mm. Uh, another one says sorrow and hopelessness. Yeah. Um, Megan says right now frustration because everyone is pushing to wean, but my little one isn't ready. Jessica says the gamut, bliss, uh, despair, wonder, frustration, joy, sadness, life-giving, depleted, pride, disappointed. I could go on. Faith says being trapped in a dark room when my daughter won't latch for her whole nap was very rough. Lauren says gratefulness, empowerment. Confidence, empowerment, love, stress, happiness, just all around amazement by my strength and my connection to my kiddos. That's awesome. Abs- yeah. Absolute joy, frustration, unconditional love, surrender, radical acceptance, uh, present moment living, and annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> annoyance. Yeah. So there is something that I'm thinking about, like, as you're, as you're talking there. I was watching yeah. a um, presentation yesterday, and... Um, this is really kind of fascinating because it goes in so well. I didn't think it was going to go in so well with what we're talking about today, but the presenter was talking about different hormones of, you know, that happen with breastfeeding and was talking about oxytocin. And we know, you know, how powerful that can be, right? Like when we, yeah. we encourage like that skin to skin when baby's first born and that oxytocin release with, you know, with mm-hmm. having a baby and how it, you know, brings you, bonds you and connects you. But what this person was saying was that it's actually an enhancing hormone. And we know that when the baby latches to the breast, that nipple stimulation releases oxytocin in your system. So what they were saying is oxytocin is actually like a enhancement. It's an enhancing hormone where it makes you feel everything so strongly. And mm. one of the things, one of the other things that happens with it is it can make you feel like, and if you think about like mammals in the wild, it can make you feel like, you know, very protective, very, you know, very aggressive against aggressors. Um, and because it's such an enhancing drug. And if you think about like how I said, like mammals in the wild, they are very, you know, people say, oh, I got that mama bear mode going, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of thing. That's oxytocin. And when that person, you know, one of the things you just read was like aggression, I think was one of the things you read, right? Or. Yeah. 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 Like that's, that's an oxytocin release. You're not crazy. Yes, I remember that too. Mm-hmm. I remember that too. I remember feeling extra aggressive towards others. Right. Towards you others. Know, like, yeah. 
then, yeah. you know, I don't know if something would happen. Um, like I remember one in one time in particular, I was walking across the street and um, this person like didn't stop at the stop sign and just like buzzed by us. And I just like saw, I saw red. It was like red Ross. Remember from friends when he was oh, like, yeah. that's keeping ass. <laughs> I I just like started screaming. I, I actually did that a couple of times. I just like burst out into like a cursing fit at someone. Um, and it happened to my husband too one time. And my I, my husband felt that too in the beginning. Oh, like, they get extra that. Aggressive yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So it's like you know, and you might be feeling like, why do I feel like this? Why are these? Why are these feels so powerful? Um, and a lot, it, it is that hormonal surge, those hormonal surges and those, you know, hormones that creep up that we, I mean, come on, before you had a baby, like I know before I had a baby, before I even got into this field, I had never heard the word oxytocin. I had never oh, heard oh, of yeah, any no, of these emotions, either. like not, none of it. Nobody ever talked about, and that's the other thing that's an issue. Nobody talks about how difficult the emotional surges are and how much you will feel and how, for how long. Like, and we know that postpartum mood disorders, that can creep in at a year, at two years, right? Like, you just, there's so much to it. And I never knew any of that. Like, I thought, okay, you feel kind of, you know, you feel kind of emotional and weepy for the first week or two, and then you're supposed mm-hmm. to be like normal, right? Yeah. Like, that's, you, I never heard anything different. Until yeah, I no. became this person working in this field. And then yeah, I was like, I oh, remember- now it makes sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's why I was so crazy for a year and a half. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember my dad when I, he, my dad was down visiting, you know, when Jack was first born, first grandkid, they would drive down like a lot. And I don't know, one time we were sitting there and Jack was just like weeks old. Like it wasn't, he wasn't old at all. Uh, you know, and I said something about feeling something i don't know and my dad was like what well, don't uh, by this age i had you bouncing on my knee oh geez. and i'm like oh okay first of all it's weird to bounce like a tiny newborn on your knee um and like probably he's probably misremembering because people always say they remember what went on with their newborn and they don't and they don't remember no they don't Mm-mm. absolutely um, not like people are uh, well whatever that's a whole other rant <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, my I, he didn't was there was no, you know, and my mom, I remember my mom saying something as well about like something that she had been going through and all the stuff, you know, that was going on when I was born, born, I was the first. And, uh, and she was like, she looked at my dad and she was like, I don't think you didn't go through any of that. Right. You didn't, you know, like, and he was just like, oh, what? Um, so she definitely felt that too. Like she was going through something completely different than what he was going through. Yeah. And I mean, like, good. I'm glad that she, you know, like was able to kind of remember that. Yeah. Right. Acknowledge it. Um, is it, it's so, I mean, I know with my, with my parents, I'm the last, I'm the youngest of four and there's like 10 years between me and the oldest. So there's a lot of time span there, but, um, I was the only one. My father was actually allowed in the delivery room. Oh yeah. Like they, you know, it used to be yeah. that you weren't allowed to do that at all. And then. Like, I don't know. That's like, I feel like such a separation of everything. Like, how do you expect that yeah. person to bond with their child when they're not I even know, we, allowed in to right. the yeah, room? We talk a lot about how partners are not involved and partners need to be more, more involved. I mean, partners are really involved <laughs> compared to 
what it was, not just like a generation or two ago. Yeah. I mean, people were not, I mean, it was not, it was unheard of that. Um, first of all, you know, families were, you were expected to be this very traditional, like gender rolled family, right? With the man who had the job and then the woman who was going to stay home and uh, take care of the children. And, and the man was not, at least for like, you know, the middle class white American mainstream culture, you, you, the man was not expected to be involved. No. And you were expected to have children, whether you wanted them or not. That was just what was expected of you. Yeah. And it just, it's very, um, things are just so different now. Like even, you know, how I was just saying that, like, you know, I had no idea what any of the emotions were when I had my own kids, but I do know providers that are really in tune with watching for those signs of postpartum mood disorders. There's a lot that are not, but I do know some that are really good about it. And it's, it's like, this would have never happened 20, 30 years ago. You would never see that. Um, So, I mean, some of it has come far, but it's not far enough for sure. Um, I mean, I did have somebody recently that I spoke with that really struggled a lot, like was, you know, hospitalized and, Mm. um, you know, really had a hard time. And she was like, you know, and I, I, the hospital was terrible. Like they, they were not, they just had no idea what to do with her. And And you go to the hospital for help. Right. And then they don't know. Yeah. She's like, they do nothing for postpartum mood disorders. They do nothing for postpartum depression. They do nothing for postpartum anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that's, it is really, I mean, mental health as a whole in oh, our, yeah. you know, I mean, I know here where I live, there's really poor, poor support for mental health. Um, But then you add pregnancy on top of it. People really don't yeah. know what to do with you. And yeah. then you're, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're having emotions connected to breastfeeding. Then people, then you're right. People say, just, just stop. Which brings worse emotions, and yep. they don't realize that. But you can't yeah, just people stop. don't realize that just stopping is going to bring on a whole other layer of hormonal changes, and then just exacerbate whatever problem you're going through. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we can probably or wrap it up with this last comment because I love it's 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 like it's like a poem. <sighs> um, Leanne writes. Joy in the relationship I have with my son and how I can provide for him. Pride in everything I've done for him, regardless of how hard it has been and still moving forward. Jealousy of my partner who can walk outside or go to work with no concern for when the boy's next feeding might be or having to pump. Stress overworking and if it will impact my ability to feed my son after a while that got better, but it was constant till he was probably nine months old. Sad about the weaning process. I'm letting my boy decide when he's ready to wean. But after feeding 12 times a day for a year, he started to extend his gaps between sessions and is nursing eight times a day now. Many people would consider that a lot still, but it's hard to see my boy rely on me less or at least differently than before. Relief, knowing my body is still receiving so much important nutrients from me. And he had a stomach bug this past week and being able to nurse him to keep him hydrated and knowing he might not be eating much real food, but he's still getting great nutrition that he would be missing if I weaned him early. That's amazing. Um, And that's, yeah, that's, you know, that was just a handful of emotions, but an example of just the whole entire gamut. 
But I love the the part about like how, you know, partner can just leave the house and not have to worry about yeah. it. Yep. And that is so true. Like I remember, yes, this this is a big thing. I remember when I'm not going to remember exactly, like maybe, maybe actually what, maybe it was five years. Yeah. Five years ago. It was five years ago. My father-in-law died and Josh went to, he was Jewish and they, he went to, for a week, they sit, sit. Shava. Shava? Yeah. Yeah. Shava, yeah. Um, and so he went there, he was gone for a whole week. He just left. I mean, like, I understand the trauma of losing a parent. He just got on a plane. He walked out. He's like, I got to go. Got, you know, walked out, got on a plane, didn't come back for a week. Um, and the, you know, the kids were kind of like, everyone was just kind of like stunned for a while. And like, I was thinking like, if my, if, if my, if one of my parents died, I could not walk out of the house and be gone for a week. No, that's mm-hmm. not something that I would be able to do or even think to do. You know, I'd be like, oh, we have to go. We have to go to my, you know, we have to go. Kids, come on. We have to go. Or, you know, they would be, I wouldn't be away from them. Right. And then, you know, I was resentful for a while after that. Like, how you just leave for a week. And and then then you you feel guilty because you lost a parent. And then you feel like you're being insensitive. And it's just like a tornado of emotions. It really is. And I know, you know, I always felt like, why, why is your life more important than mine? That you can just go and yeah. do whatever it is it needs to get done for you, yeah, yeah, and not consider the rest of us. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, it's just there's a lot of that around COVID, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, um, yeah. but it's you know, it really you're you're absolutely right. Like you can't as a mother, we can't. I would never can't I would do never. that. Yeah, I would never. I would never even consider it. Yeah. I mean, I know I went through, I mean, my kids would be like, what? No, where, where's, where, what? Right. Exactly. Um, and I know I went through a lot of that feeling for years and years and years with my ex-husband because like, I couldn't, I felt like I could not work. Like my career was constantly on hold because yeah. I was the one that was, you know, bringing them to school and picking them up and taking them to appointments and doing whatever it was they needed as kids and he just worked his job you know and that was yeah. it and it was like okay if i had to go out of town there was a time i remember i had to go out of town for a conference that i was like a speaker at and the kids were young mm-hmm. and he was like oh i have meetings i can't keep them I'm like who says <laughs> that <laughs> like my mom had to take them for like three oh, days oh, oh my god yeah you know and i was yeah. like there's no way i could have ever said Oh, I've got meetings. I can't, I can't do yeah. that. I was like, what if we were still married? Would you just like not keep our kids? Like, it's just yeah. as, as mothers, I feel we like we'd have to get a babysitter. Right. Because it's not, it's like either you take care of them or you get a babysitter because you can't ask your partner to take time off. That's right. absurd. So for, you know, 15 years, my career was piecemealed. Yeah. And that's how I like I could not make a full salary for, right. you know, all these years that I've been doing this because I couldn't have a, a real job. I mean, and that's like a 
that's a larger issue, right? Mm -hmm. Because these partners, and you know, I mean, you know, sometimes people, they, they have these jobs, these like corporate jobs or whatever, where you get like two weeks of vacation a year. You can't, you have no personal time. You have, you know, or you have a very limited amount and you're, you know, they can't be like, Oh, you know, I have to sometimes sometimes in a in those jobs like a woman can be like, "Oh, I have to deal with my kids." And it's like, oh, "Okay, you know, mom has to deal with them." But you can like a, a man coming in being like, "Oh, I have to, you know, take care of my kids cuz my wife's out of town." Like that's not that's not accepted. No. And there's no, you know, then somebody's somebody's career is going to take a hit. It's always expected to be the mom, the one who's the you know the one who birthed the children is right. who's going to be doing it, and then the emotions that are attached to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot there because it's like mm -hmm. you love your kids and want to be there for them, and at the same time, you hate your partner because they can go and do whatever they want to do. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yep. come on, the person you had the children with. Yep. You know, you want to change the locks on the door. <laughs> Or maybe that's just me. Yeah. I don't know. No, like, I don't think it is just you, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we emotions. could obviously go on and on about this. Um, but thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.